Mia, how many NHL teams can you name? Is that hockey? Yeah. Um, We're off to a good start. <laughs> uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. I brought you a King's bobblehead from <laughs> from a game. Oh, yeah, them too. Oh, my. And we are back on another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am your host, Harrison Fagan. I am joined by my lovely fiance and co-host, Mia Agraviador. And today, we are going to be watching a movie from my childhood that is near and dear to my heart that I also, like, I remember some of the plot beats of, but not all of them in, like, in-depth, because it was, like, a young childhood favorite movie. But we are watching The Mighty Ducks today. Uh, the, The movie that Disney, I believe, made to, like, justify and monetize their purchase of the Mighty Ducks, the actual (laughs) hockey team that is in Anaheim and now just called the Ducks. But, um, Mia, I know you haven't seen this movie, but, like, how excited are you to get to watch another sports movie? I mean, because of quarantine, I haven't gotten a sports fix in a while, so I think this will be interesting. Yeah, I think so, too. Honestly, I'm very curious to see like, how much it holds up, because I remember just, like, an awesome hockey movie, but now that I have, like, an appreciation for how scenes are shot and acting ability and story coherence and stuff like that, I'm very curious to see how this holds up. Are you a big hockey fan? Uh, I was probably a bigger one when I was younger. You are Canadian, right? Yes, Um, and I was definitely a bigger hockey fan when I was younger. I really fell out of following it as much once I started covering the NBA because they take place at the same time, and it's just kind of hard to keep up with both, and there's one that my paycheck depends a little bit more on. So, But yes, I was very into hockey, and I was very, very into this movie. So can you at least give me like something that you remember about the plot? I remember that the coach is, I believe, like a somewhat disgraced either former hockey star or former hockey coach. I think he's a lawyer and he gets community service for doing something illegal. And like his community service is coaching this hockey team of like these young misfits and he like rallies them into a championship squad. I remember that. Wait, that's community service? Yeah. You like coaching like a like a youth league hockey team. They have like, like felons doing that? I don't think that that's like a real thing that happens very often, but um, maybe in like special circumstances where the person is uniquely qualified. Oh, um, uniquely qualified criminal. Yeah, I think it was like a. I think it was a nonviolent offense. If I remember correctly, tax evasion. It was a, I think it was a DWI. <laughs> that's even worse. Well, he's not driving the kids. He's not their bus driver. And if I remember correctly, he ends up dating one of the kids' moms, but I'm not oh, sure about that. Uh, and then they rally and win the championship. So, and I, we are the champ- we are the champions' place at some point during this movie. By I remember Queen? this. Yes. Oh my god. All right, so we are going to watch the Mighty Ducks, and we'll see you when we get back. <laughs> are back we just watched the mighty ducks a classic hockey film before we get into our actual thoughts on the rest of the podcast um mia is going to go ahead and do the 60 second summary where she tries to summarize the movie's plot in 60 seconds and i believe you've done so once so how are you feeling about it today Uh, let's see let's see you think you're gonna make it yes okay go ahead 
So we start off with a hockey game and this kid is about to make the last shot and he doesn't. So then you, 20 years later or something like that, he is a lawyer now and he just won a case and then his firm is all like, no, you don't do the right thing. And he's like, no, fuck you. So then that day he gets in a car and then he drinks and he's drinking and he gets pulled over and he gets a DUI. And then his firm is all like, you need to do community service. Uh, go coach a kid's hockey team. And he's like, what? So then he goes and then he's on the ice and he sees all these bunch of kids in a group on, on a lake and he He's like, you're my hockey team. And they're like, we don't like you. And he's like, I don't care. I still need to get my community service. So he, at first he doesn't want to, but then he learns that he could make this team better. And then they're fighting against the team that he was on earlier in his life. And then, you know, growing and kids and all that stuff. And then finally they get to the finals and they actually get good. And then they win. And the Mighty Ducks are the Mighty Ducks. All right. You made it. I did. Good job. I got most of it too, I think. Yeah, I think, like, the vast majority of it. I mean, a lot of that movie was, like, hockey scenes, so those would be hard to hit in something like this. Like, yeah. And it probably wouldn't be the best use of your time in the interest of brevity. So, yeah, you did. A, I think you hit, like, most of the major plot beats. Um, so, obviously, the movie stuck with you to some degree because <laughs> it's been a few days since we watched this. Uh, what did you think of it overall? Um, I, it's, you know... Most of these sports movies that we have been watching kind of follow a pattern. Yes. It's very cookie cutter. Not that it's not good. Like, of course, it's, a, it's I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Am I right? But I thought it was cute. Um, it's no masterpiece. I wouldn't watch it again. But I enjoyed myself. It was cute. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I thought that one of the things that I liked about it when I was thinking more about, like, what made the movie work and what made it interesting was, like, it wasn't the stereo... You mentioned that a lot of these movies follow similar beats and a similar narrative. And this one does do that in, like, very broad strokes of it's a bad team. It's full of... They're underdogs. A bunch of, yeah, they're underdogs. It's, like, a they bunch rise of... Up. It's the bad news bears, essentially. There's a bunch of, like, kid, which is a different kid sports movie. Um, very A different message than this one. But it's, like, a ragtag group of misfits yeah. that come together, become a real true team, and they're greater than the sum of their parts, and they end up improbably going from worst team in the league. It's always worst team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. to champions of mm -hmm. something and they're all they're like they in. have all this shitty equipment and they're barely getting by yeah. and nobody cares and this guy comes in and he's like we're gonna, we're gonna so do this. it definitely follows that like you know trace it color in between the lines in that way the thing that i did like about it though that was different than a lot of these sports movies was a lot of the times in these kids movies when the coach comes in they're seen as like this dighty figure that has to come in and teach them the right way and all this stuff like you know we watched coach carter for or not coach carter uh remember the titans for this podcast and yeah. like that was a movie like that coach carter is a movie like that hoosiers like there are a lot of these sports movies what are all these sports movies <laughs> there, there are a lot of these sports movies where the coach comes in and they are like the the basketball gods or what or hockey gods give to that sport and they're going to teach all these kids about playing the right way and their way or winning. the highway like this movie it was interesting in that the coach is like arguably more flawed and damaged than the kids are yeah. and like the coach has to go on an emotional arc throughout this and like is not coming in as this infallible like god figure in the movie and like he doesn't know everything right off the bat the way that he starts out coaching them is like 
pretty bad. You know, yeah. like he comes like he in as, care. He, he comes in as a guy who got a DUI and he's doing this for community service. And he comes in, he's does not hide how much he doesn't like the kids or how rude he's going to be. Well, to like them. kids don't hide that they don't like him either. Yeah, exactly. But well, because kids, you know, they give back what they sense from you. And the movie kind of gets into those themes. Like uh, he asks of the kids at one point, like, do you want to be taken seriously? And they're like, of course, we're kids. We're not you. We're like, uh, we're never taken seriously. Um, and like it, he he kind of gives them this rudeness and then he goes into like he's basically trying to treat the uh teach them to uh cheat sorry that was a word twister right there teach them to cheat Mm -hmm. to win hockey games like basically employ the james harden strategy and just take dives and stuff like that like everywhere yeah like uh, jesse smollett who is in this movie took that lesson a little bit too well i guess we'll get back to that um but like he basically tries to teach them to cheat and like uh, and like lie their way to victory and that doesn't work and he realizes that that's wrong after one of the kids stands up to him and they're all kind of growing and learning together like he teaches them some lessons they teach him some lessons and they all make each other better and i thought that that was at least interesting in that way yeah i found it kind of interesting that it wasn't just all boys and it's not all you know white kids basically you know it's they they have a mix of you know there's like some african-american kids and then there's actually two girls on the team which is not really talked about as much and i don't think it's that yeah big at of least two right yeah it, was two. it just two no it was two okay i thought there might usually have there's one. only like one girl yeah there's, there's the one two. token girl yeah yeah and, and it's always and it's always a girl who's like not as feminine presenting and there's like and in this one it's actually like one of them is a figure skater yeah. and she ends up playing a key role but i like how they just didn't they didn't even like question her they're like hey she's good at skating let's just get her in it's not like oh you're a girl you can't yeah they needed it. help there wasn't the mandatory the obligatory like oh she's a girl we don't want her on yeah, our team no it was just line. like get on the team <laughs> Yeah, I was like, we need all the help we can get. Yeah. We suck. I, I found that actually very interesting. Um, you mentioned that Jesse Smollett is in this movie. Um, oh, man. Gave us a lot of jokes during this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he was very small and tiny before everything hit the fan. Also, he is not the only criminal that came out of this movie. Okay. Do you want to know? Or you Did wanna... one of the other kids grow up to do some bad things? Yeah. Uh, who? It was uh, uh, the goalie kid. Oh, really? Yeah. He, oh, do um, I want to know about this? I actually, I, before we get into this, I, I actually thought Goldberg was an enjoyable part of the movie. I thought he um, like had some funny moments. He like yeah, he was he was the adult talking kid. Like, there's always one of these kids that talks like a lot older than they are in these movies, and that was him. And like his journey of like stopping from being afraid of the puck once he got good equipment and just trash talking all like all of his teammates or like anyone that was trying to shoot at him, all that stuff. Like, I thought was a fun little mini arc for him. Yeah. What. What is interesting is that they're not just a group of kids. They both kind, they all kind of have their own personalities and overcome their own kind of struggles in their life. Like the one kid that um, his mom didn't have a dad, and you know the coach kind of fills that role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Or the kid that doesn't know how to ice skate, but he's really good at the puck thing. I don't don't know terms. Yeah, he has a really good slap shot. Yeah, there you go. Um, and he brought him on the team or the kid that was on the other team, um, and got 
pulled into this team, the Mighty Ducks team, and they everyone kind of had to learn how to just accept him and be like, hey, you're on our team. We have to work together. Yeah, he started the movie as, like, the stereotypical, like, rich jerk bully in these movies. And then he ends up actually getting, like, moved to the Ducks over, like, the, the, the district lines had been redrawn and he was on the wrong team. And the coach uses his lawyer skills. Uh, Gordon uses his lawyer skills to get this kid over to his team. And, like, this kid, like, a- actually, he comes in here and he, like, doesn't expect to like them. But also, like, all kids want to be liked and get along. And he really wants to play hockey he clearly loves the game and like he has to come in and like learn to get his teammates to trust him and actually ends up making the ultimate sacrifice when he dies in the championship game he and doesn't die <laughs> we, you don't know that he doesn't die you haven't seen the sequel oh my god he does I... get stretchered off though he's all like win it for me yeah <laughs> those are his last words yeah. um yeah um i thought the coach was pretty good too he was very kind of that like I don't know, he gave off such like a late 80s, early 90s vibe, kind of that kind of person. Yes, this you know? is not a reference that's going to make sense to you, but it made to some of our listeners. It almost came off like Emilio Estevez was doing his best Pat Riley impression, but as like a hockey coach. Sure. Pat Riley was the coach of the Showtime Lakers, and okay. this guy like literally like down to the hair and like the mannerisms looks like he's imitating him, at least to me. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like he, you know, he was kind of uh like he was a jerk to the kids, but yeah. he goes through that arc and eventually ends up redeeming himself but what happened to Goldberg you we started talking about this and like okay you just kind of so left our audience hanging you're like oh yeah he became a criminal and then you just <laughs> wait is this gonna be really dark uh no it's fine um so the actor's name is Sean Weiss W-E-I-S-S that's, yeah, that's Weiss. probably Weiss um and this happened recently this year um he got arrested and charged with burglary on burglary under the influence of meth Ooh, okay, yeah, the meth part makes it a little darker. And I was like, burglary, at least it's a nonviolent crime. Yeah, well, <laughs> let me show you the... Yeah, this is going to be great audio. Yes, you showing me a picture on our podcast. Well, if anyone wants to look it up, please look it up. Um, okay, so you have the kid that, you know, in mind, right? Yeah. Okay, you ready for this? This yeah. is his... Oh, no. Oh, that's really sad. I almost wish you hadn't showed me that. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, sorry, Goldberg. <laughs> that's um yeah oh he was in a lot of other movies too he was in charles in charge boys meets world freaks and geeks two seasons of the tony danza show and wow. the king of queens season child actor um what else did you like about this movie anything else um also i did want to highlight the line that he dropped when he uh when he was tying gold the coach Oh yeah, some of the coaching methods yeah. do not hold up the best in this movie. <laughs> and uh, but like at one point he ties Goldberg to the goal, and he's like, "I'm not I'm like you can't do this to me, Coach. I'm about my mom's. I'm I gotta live to see my bar mitzvah." And he's like, "Today is your bar mitzvah, Goldberg. Today you become a man." And then he just gets the team to fire hockey pucks at him. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt. He, yeah, it teaches him that he can't be but afraid. But he's all right. Yeah, yeah. because he so has the tying, right equipment. So tying that small child to the goal worked out. Not really, because he's a meth dealer. Okay, all right. What else? Did, did you like anything else about the movie? Um, I liked the banter between the coach and the kids. I think that was kind of fun. It was yeah. cute. Um, they kept saying, that, okay, so they kept calling one of the kids, the rich kid, a cake eater. And I guess I looked that up because I was like, what the fuck is a cake eater? Like, I want to be a cake eater. That sounds awesome. I guess it's set in Minnesota, right? And um, so that is 
they act that's an actual term i think they use there to like tell people like oh they're rich they can eat they can have i their- assumed it was a rich thing yeah, yeah you, was- they can have their cake and eat it you're like marie time. antoinette you eat cake yeah and is- we will overthrow you as our just rebellion i mean there's other there's better names that can the be minnesota called. the minnesota like downtrodden revolution of the 90s as we all remember was the thing that happened um speaking of it being in minnesota i came into this movie thinking it was going to be set in anaheim california because that's where the oh, ducks are. Oh, you thought are. it was like the origin story of the actual <laughs> Anaheim ducks. So then, so then when he left the courthouse and it was snowing, I was like, what the fuck? Where are we? <laughs> yeah, no, the movie takes place in Minnesota. There's actually not really any ties to Anaheim or the ducks in any way. I think that does come in in the sequels, but I don't remember for sure. Well, the, the ducks, I looked this up. The ducks used to be called the Mighty Ducks until I believe around 2005. Until Disney sold them. Yeah, they sold them, and then they just cut the... And now they're just Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, they're rebranded. But yeah. D- Disney made this movie to try and drum up interest in the team. And, like, they did this... They did it with the Angels, too, where they made Angels in the outfield. Um, and this was their strategy to, like, drum up interest and try and build fandom in these teams was to make a movie about it. And uh, it, it was just funny to see, like... There was a very shameless, like, sequence in the movie, and I'm not sure if it came off as shameless to you, but right before they're getting set to play in the championship game, they're, they all go to an NHL game together and this movie goes to great lengths to make it look like how much of a fun bonding experience that must yeah, be for a bunch yeah. of kids. Oh look hockey's fun you guys. Yeah. You get to eat popcorn and hang out with your friends and shit like that. Um, I don't think that's it. I feel like a lot of drunk people go to hockey games. <laughs> well that's true but it is fun for kids too. Yeah I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that I didn't really like about this movie is the fact that this guy got a DUI and his community service was to work with children unsupervised. I don't It's a different under- time. I don't understand. <laughs> the nineties were a different time. And none of the parents were like, uh no, we don't really trust you. You just No, the mom actually didn't trust him at the beginning. She didn't know about the DUI thing, which is weird that they wouldn't tell any of the parents about this. Right? That I feel like that's kinda like a sex offender thing. You have to tell them. No, it's not even close <laughs> to the same thing. He wasn't their bus driver. <laughs> Just because he let them in his limo, he yeah, wasn't, he he wasn't driving limo, it. But, but still, but the mom took issue with it because he was doing donuts with the children in the limo and some of them climbing on it while driving around the ice rink. Yeah, that. Yeah, at least she stepped in. But then she Child turned around and fell in love bit. with him, which is like I feel like a very bad ethical violation. I mean, that poor kid that has that's his mom. He's going to be made fun of the entire time on that team. That kid was trying to. That was one of the weird little subplots of the movie. Was that kid? I mean, it wasn't that weird. It came from a place of like he really wanted a dad and a father figure but he keeps trying to set the coach up with his mom I know. like at it's one like, point dude, he says chill. you know she has many qualities that men find desirable <laughs> oh that was so creepy such a weird thing to say oh, about your mom oh man there's so many jokes that could be made but yeah I don't do also that. he was not only was he doing this on community service but at the beginning there's a very random heel turn by his lawyer boss at the in the middle of this movie but at the beginning he seems like a pretty good boss like his, his oh employee, yeah, yeah yeah no no let's talk about that so this guy got gets a DUI. This oh, this is the epitome of white male privilege. <laughs> he gets a DUI. He doesn't get fired. He his his boss is like, no, you need to do community service. We'll keep you on payroll, so you're still going to be getting paid. Also, we hired a driver for you. Yeah. Puts him on administrative leave, continues to pay him, and then hires a driver to drive him around. He was that's the, such bullshit. That was, is such bullshit. White male privilege. Hi- that's white male privilege right there. That's, he, that's he's, insane. He's the highest paid youth league hockey coach in Minnesota ever. 
just like making a lawyer sal a high pri price lawyer salary for doing that. Oh my god. Yeah, it's also I it, there. It's also I mean maybe they were really desperate to find someone to coach this group of kids because they were you know we learned particularly difficult to deal with. There's one scene in the movie where they all get into a fist fight in the middle of their classroom. Uh, we learn very early on the first time he meets them that their last coach had a heart attack because he could not stop yelling at them. Um, <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, no, they they said that. So this was like this was probably a difficult position to fill and they were like oh yeah no sign, sign him up he's willing to coach them he, he he's got what? a dui totally fine who cares totally fine yeah is he alive all right is he a pedophile he he's understands not great he understands hockey all right he's good to go we all have character flaws <laughs> yeah um yeah those are the only things i kind of took issue to but um overall i think this movie it's fun there's nothing groundbreaking about it like i knew they were gonna win at the end like it was pretty predictable plot um, I would I would have been very surprised if they didn't win at the end and turn that into a lesson. That would have been more interesting. But you know, it's a Disney movie; they gotta win. So. Yeah. Um. In the interest, of, I think we did this in our Remember the Titans podcast as well. But um, in the interest of uh, like. It, you know concussion stuff like let's go back and talk about how movies handled concussions there is a child in this movie that early on in one of the games he takes either a puck or a hockey stick to the head literally is lying down on the ice and cannot speak uh and then they just literally like drag him off the ice throw him in the side of the box and sub someone else in for him and tell him he's gonna be fine i don't think we no, ever see that kid that. again there's two kids that died in this movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh. I'm trying to remember. I don't feel like we saw that kid again. I don't think so. And that was like one of the worst handlings of a concussion. That was something that, that would so not fly dead. today. That as long as we're. So dead. Yeah, that kid. There were just too many things going on. And like that kid just didn't show up again. And they were like, all right, well, I guess Billy quit the team. <laughs> Yeah, Billy's um, six feet under. Also, the the guy, the unrealisticness of the slap shot. Like, there's always the one, like in these movies, the one kid that comes in new and it like has the superpower skill that this team just didn't have before. Which in this case is the kid with the superpower slap shot. I forget what the actor's name is, but he plays Foggy Nelson in Daredevil. Yeah, he's got um, an interesting face. Yeah, and he uh, like. The fact that they—the most unrealistic thing about this about this movie—is not that this guy can fire a hockey puck through the back of nets and like d like break glass and stuff like that with a glass that is specifically designed to withstand hockey pucks. Like it happens in the NHL all the time. Uh, the most unrealistic part of that is that at no point was this child drug tested or asked for a birth certificate. <laughs> I know the coach just brings him in off the street and like like none of this happens. There's actually like. There's a darker way to read this movie. Uh, like, if we can go into Harrison's Conspiracy Corner go real it. quick. Go for it. Um, Make it so, quick, though. Yeah, no, there's a there's a darker story here of, okay, so, like, we, we meet this guy. He is, uh, like, he's a really, really high-priced competitive lawyer who will do anything it takes to win cases. But then he gets caught drunk driving because he thinks he's above the law. And then he realizes he's in his literally mind. literally one bottle. Yeah, well, exactly. But, but he was drinking. He was drinking while driving. Like it wasn't even like a. He was still drunk. He was literally. He had the beer bottle in. Got into his car with it and drank the whole thing. And he was already drunk. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lightweight right there. Yeah. So like he, like he realizes. Okay, my law career is probably over. When all of this shakes out, what can I do? Well, 
Okay, so first step is he acts contrite. He goes and he does the community service while he figures his next plan out. He goes to go coach the worst hockey team in like in Minnesota, basically it's implied, and or, like, the worst youth league team. And then, you know, he does it for a couple weeks and then he goes to his boss and he's like, hey boss, I need $15,000 to sponsor this team. And uh, like, you know, like it'll, it'll be good. It'll be a good gesture, goodwill for the city. And then they show him. He goes to go outfit this team with stuff. And they show the cash register ringing up, ringing up, ringing up. It goes to just above $7,000. What happened? No, it was $1,700. No, it wasn't $17,000. No, it was $7,000. I looked. It was $7,000. Oh, okay. Uh, what happened to the rest of the... $8,000. Well, I'm glad you asked, Mia. Oh my God. He, he took the other eight. We can believe that he took the other $8,000 and spent it on things for this hockey team off screen. I'm not sure that I buy that when they all only, the only thing we saw was the stuff that they got at the sporting goods store. What I think Gordon Bombay did was he put down money on this team to win the entire championship. And it put down $8,000 to be exact. Probably could have gotten really great odds at that point because the team was so bad. He put down, he puts down $8,000 on this and then all of a sudden begins stacking this team with superstars and guys who can contribute. He goes and brings in the kid off the street, a mysterious maybe child off the street that they never birth certificate that can fire a puck with the strength of a man. And then he goes and like, and then he goes and like, redraw state lines and use lawyer skills to get another the best player on their rival team onto his team and then at the end of the movie he goes off and he like he claims that he's leaving for a minor league hockey tryout but he's carrying off a duffel bag and uh, oh and the other thing that he does sorry to hype up this team was he begins dating one of the players moms so that he can keep an eye on him make sure that he's motivated make sure that he's keeping an eye on all the other kids and has an excuse to them leaves on a bus to who knows where with a large duffel bag. What's in the duffel bag? All of his winnings. Children's bodies. No. All of his winnings that he <laughs> won from gambling on the ducks. Oh and God. he went off and just like drives off into the sunset and becomes a millionaire because of this like youth hockey league. Bag. And he be- becomes Charlie Sheen. That's that, that, Charlie Sheen was not in this movie. It's his brother. Oh, is it? Yeah. I did not know Charlie that. Charlie Sheen. Actually, Charlie Sheen was, um, they were trying to get him to play. You didn't even react to my, like, my dark conspiracy theory. Because <laughs> it's so out of left field. It doesn't It's not. It all lines up. No. It's uh, a, we'll, it's let a, the, we'll let the listeners decide movie. on that. It's a Disney movie. They're I don't know. Gonna... People have liked my dark conspiracy theories in the past. All right. That was Harrison's Conspiracy Corner. All right. Um, so, wrapping everything up before you get into another conspiracy um what did you think did you think this movie held up or yeah i think it held up like i mean it definitely wasn't like you know it wasn't the best sports movie ever but it like i think it holds up today i think that would be enjoyable to watch with your kids or just to watch again if you're feeling nostalgic during quarantine yeah surprisingly this movie is not on disney plus yeah well i think it seems like there's an existing agreement with hbo um it was kind of weird yeah so all the mighty ducks movies are on hbo which i think you can get a free trial to so if you want to watch them you can do that sure um all right so we did a little something different we put on twitter um asking the viewers what movie we should watch next because we are slightly running out of ideas and i am sick of watching sports movies and harrison is sick of watching girl movies so Let's see. All right, so the nominees we have right now are Spider-Man, the 2002 version. Uh, We have two votes for that. We have Cats, 2019. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, 
Price of Glory, Jimmy Smith's Year 2000, The Mummy, 1999. Ah, I thought we were going to watch the new Tom Cruise one. I kind of (laughs) wanted to see how bad that was. Um, uh, Purple Rain, another vote for Scooby-Doo? Nope, that's the first vote for Scooby-Doo. The Pest with John Leguizamo. I never know how to pronounce that guy's name. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so it looks like it's going to be between Scooby-Doo and um, Spider-Man 2002. Should we flip a coin? Sure. Okay, so heads should be Scooby-Doo, tails is Spider-Man. Okay. I'll let you do the honors. Why? Because you don't know how to flip a coin? No. (laughs) Tails. Okay, Spider-Man it is. All right. All right. So our next episode is going to be on Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man. Yes. Um, uh, you can find us on Spotify. The and- Andrew Garfield version. No. <laughs> you can find us on Spotify and iTunes and go ahead and give us a, a, not a thumbs up, but a good review, a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well. And um, yeah, thanks for listening in and um, stay safe, everyone. <laughs>